بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رجلا قال للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أوصني قال لا تغضب فردد مرارا قال لا تغضب رواه البخاري بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد Today's hadith is hadith number 16, I think. It's a very short hadith, but with a great meaning. A man came to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he said to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Awsini, that means give me some advice, any advice. And the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, La taghdab. Do not get angry. In other words, never lose your temper. Faradda damiraran. He asked the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam several times to give him advice. In other words, give me some more advice other than this. And the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kept saying, La taghdab, never lose your temper or never get angry. In other words, this is the best advice I can give you. La taghdab, never get angry. In a different narration, other than the narration of Al-Bukhari, the man sat down and thought about what the Messenger wasallam had told him. And he says, when I thought about the advice of the Messenger wasallam, it actually appeared to me that getting angry or losing your temper is the source of all bad things. Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak, rahimahullah, was asked this question. Can you summarize for us advice on good behavior. He says, I could summarize in one phrase the advice for good behavior, and that advice is, you should never get angry. In the past couple of ahadith, we've learned several things from the Messenger wasallam concerning husnul khuluq, good manners, and indeed, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said in an authentic hadith, إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُ I've been sent لِأُتَمِّمَا مَكَارِمَ الْأَخْلَاقِ In order to perfect good behavior. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for one reason, and that is to perfect our behavior. We pray five times a day so that our behavior will be good behavior. We follow all the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, striving to make our behavior good behavior. That is the reason why the Messenger وسلم, was sent. was only sent in order to perfect good behavior. I want to tell you that there are four important things which a person is supposed to have within him 
in order for that person to be considered a man of good manners or a person with good behavior. The first thing, of course, is hifdul lisan, to look after your tongue. You say only the things that are good. People will regard you as a good man if your speech is good speech. The second thing you need is to stay away from curiosity. Do not be curious, wanting to know everything. Only concentrate on things that concern you. Everyone in the society is going to consider you to be a man of good behavior. If your tongue is good and you are not curious, you do not investigate what other people are doing, you do not spy on anyone. The third thing that you need in your life in order to be considered a good man and a person of good principles and good behavior is to have a clean heart. A clean heart where you do not envy any Muslim or any person for that matter. You do not want their ni'mah to come to an end. Allah has blessed them with something, but you are happy for them. And you love for yourself what you love for them. And of course, the fourth thing that you need in your life in order to be considered a man of good behavior is to control your temper. So you imagine a man in society who controls his temper, controls his tongue, has no curiosity and does not spy on people to find out what's <laughs> happening in their lives, and he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. This individual would be an exemplary individual in society. These four things have been termed by the scholars to be the usul or foundations of good behavior. The other things are just branches of this foundation which you need in order for you to be a good Muslim. And you will agree with me that the Messenger وسلم, has mentioned these four things in the recent ahadith that we have covered. Concerning your tongue, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in a hadith we already did, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir, falyaqul khayran aw liyasmut. He that believes in Allah and the last day, let him say what is good or keep quiet. Concerning not having bad feelings for other Muslims and wishing them what you wish yourself, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said, La yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsihi. One of you is not a believer until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. Concerning curiosity, don't be curious, do not spy on people, don't try to find out what is happening in the lives of people. The Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said, Min husni Islam al-mar' 
tarkuhu ma la yani the best islam of a person is to leave alone the things which do not concern him and concerning anger and this is the hadith we are learning today the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam has said la taghdhab do not get angry never lose your temper so if you asked about the four hadiths which are the usul or the foundations of good behavior these are the four ahadith memorize them practice them and you will have the foundations of good behavior number 1 man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir falyaqul khairan aw liyasmut he that believes in allah on the last day let him say what is good or keep quiet la yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsihi one of you is not a believer until he loves for himself or for his brother what he loves for himself number 3 hadith qawluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam min husni islam almar'i tarkuhu ma la ya'nihi the best islam of a person is to leave alone the things which do not concern him and the fourth foundation foundational hadith of good behavior is la taghdhab do not lose your temper then we come to anger itself anger is a boiling of the blood it's like the blood is on fire when a person gets angry and they lose their ability most of the time to reason and you see the features on their face and the whole body changing because of something that overtakes them because shaitan flows in their blood if you like one day when you do get angry please do take a so uh, i mean a look at yourself in the mirror and you will be surprised at what you see in the mirror you will not recognize yourself you will be wondering is this me this monster i see in the mirror is this me that's the transformation that happens in the body of a person when he becomes angry the scholars have said the first part of anger is madness awwaluhu junun the first part of anger is madness and the last part of anger nadam is regret that is what anger is all about the first part madness the latter part regret each time a person gets angry he will do things he is not supposed to do because the person is like a mad person but then when the anger dissipates the person begins to regret everything they said and everything they did in the words of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he says la taghdhab what the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam is trying to say is you need to practice certain things you need to have certain principles that are going to protect you from behaving in such a manner when anger comes to you obviously you cannot say to a person anger should not come to you it has to come to everyone 
It's an emotion. It's something that we cannot, we cannot avoid. Every person is created like that. Everyone gets angry. But what the Messenger وسلم, is trying to say is control yourself when you are angry. Rasulullah said, لَيْسَ الشَّدِيدُ بِسُرْعَةً وَإِنَّمَا الشَّدِيدُ الَّذِي يَمْلِكُ نَفْسَهُ عِنْدَ الْغَضَبِ The strong man is not the one who is able to wrestle people down. The strong man is not the one who is able to beat people. That's not a strong man. The strongest man, الَّذِي يَمْلِكُ نَفْسَهُ The one who controls himself عِنْدَ الْغَضَبِ When he becomes angry. That is the meaning of قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تغضب Do not get angry. And indeed, when a person gets angry, there are so many things that they, they would do which ordinarily they would never do. And there are so many things they would say which ordinarily they would never say. Divorces have happened because of anger. And people have been murdered because of anger. Sometimes you don't know what you're doing. You reach for a weapon, and by the time you realize, there's a person in front of you, and the person is dead. Or the person is badly injured, and you really don't know what happened. Take time to speak to some of our brothers who are serving long prison sentences, and they will tell you they were angry, they didn't know what was happening, the next thing they saw was someone lying in front of them, and they could not believe they had killed the person. It does happen. People have been put away for 20 years and 30 years because of just one moment of anger. La taqdab, do not get angry, says Rasulullah wasallam. How do you control yourself? Rasulullah wasallam has taught us. It's just that sometimes we are not eager to follow the teaching or example of the Messenger وسلم, otherwise if this is carefully followed then this problem would come to an end we all have it and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for us to be able to control this Rasulullah said أحدكم, when one of you becomes angry he should not speak that is number one. When one of you becomes angry, and obviously you will know when you're angry. When you become upset, he should not speak. The right thing to do is to keep quiet. Try your level best, no matter what is said. Even if you are insulted, whatever people do to you, remember this hadith. When one of you is angry, he should not speak. That is number one. Number two, when you're angry, don't do anything. No action whatsoever when you're angry. Don't do anything. Don't move. Just remain the way you are. Firstly, arrest your tongue. When you know you're getting angry, keep quiet. Don't say anything. And then, no movement. Don't move. 
The only movement you're going to make is the movement that has been advised by the Messenger وسلم, where he says, if you were standing, then sit down. This is a positive movement. If you are standing, sit down. This helps you. When you're angry, you cannot control your body. And I want to emphasize this. You won't know what happens. If the person who angered you is right in front of you, your hand is going to extend automatically. Without plan, you don't plan it. It just extends and picks up a weapon and hits the person. One minute later, or two minutes later, you realize what you have done. But you didn't make a plan. You didn't plan for that. But if you sit down, you know, sitting is like resting. The body relaxes a little bit. And it's difficult for someone to take such action when they are seated. It's easier to take such action when you are standing. And shaitan comes to you full force. He says, what a shame. What a lousy person you are. How do you allow someone to insult you in such a manner? While you sit and watch him, he is embarrassing you. Shaitan says that to you. He's embarrassing you. He's insulting your father. He's insulting your mother. Pick up and defend yourself. You pick it up. And you only realize the repercussions much later. Or you say something. That's why I say, don't say anything. You say something and you regret it much later. You will realize that most of the time, when a person is angry, they do the opposite. You see someone who was seated, stands up. Have you observed that? When a person is angry and he was seated, what does he do? He stands up. So you ask yourself, why is he standing up? Shaitan is preparing him to attack. He's going to attack. You stand up and the next thing you start moving towards the person who angered you. Is it me you're talking to like that while walking? When you get closer to him, what is the next thing? You hit him. Not a laughing matter. So if a person was standing, let him sit down until the anger has gone away. And the Messenger وسلم, says, if it doesn't, then let him lie down. Because this is a position of, of rest. And in this position, you're not likely to do anything that you may, you may regret. Rasulullah and this hadith, I think, is narrated by Imam Ahmad. Two men insulted each other. In the presence of the Messenger. One of them became very angry until his face turned reddish. 
فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Then the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, إِنِّي لَأَعْرِفُ كَلِمَةً I know a word. لَوْ قَالَهُ If he said this word, لَذَهَبَ عَنْهُ ذَا This anger would go away from him. أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ And this is something which everyone knows, alhamdulillah. No one doesn't know أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. If you say أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم once, and it doesn't go, keep repeating أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. Why? Because at that particular time, Shaytan is telling you all sorts of things. He's belittling you. He's insulting you. Do something about it. Look at the way people are laughing at you and so on. Shaytan is is pushing you to do something. Just say أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ نَزْغٌ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّهُ هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ So al-isti'adha, someone should say, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمُ Without that, the anger will remain in him. So they sent someone to this man to go and tell him to say, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمُ he said, say, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. He said, I'm not mad. Am I mad so that you tell me to say, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم? And for sure, I've told a lot of people when they're angry to say, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم, and no one ever said. They all refuse. Shaitan has a stronger hold on them at that particular time when you say, please say, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم, just go, ah! Just ah, because shaitan has saithara on them. Laisa shadidu bisura. The strong man is not the one who beats people. The strongest man, alladhi yamliku nafsahu. The one who's able to control himself عند الغضب. Try to imagine, and we go through these, these situations. Sometimes people simply try to wind you up. They just want to annoy you. Sometimes at a roadblock, for example, the traffic officers, uh, road tax, okay, everything, okay, um, license you have, seat belt is okay, and then he just looks for something, something silly, and he says, please park over there. Naturally, you get angry. You think this one is trying to wind me up. I have everything, but he's asking me to pack. What, what comes to your mind? You become angry. Not so. And with traffic officers, the moment you lose your temper, you're in trouble. When you become angry with a police officer, and you lose your temper, and you grab him by the uniform, or slap him, what happens? You're in big trouble. We, we have to come and see you at the cells. That's what it means. It was a simple thing. Maybe he's claiming your tires are not good. If you controlled yourself, you were going to sort it out, and you would be at home. But because he got you warmed up, because you became angry, you grabbed him by the uniform and slapped him, now you are not at home. You are in the jail cell. 
where now you begin to, to wonder what you did. The first part is madness. And now in the jail cell, regretting. You'll be thinking, if only I didn't grab him by the uniform. If only I didn't hit him. It becomes a case, doesn't it? So when you're angry, no action. If an officer, for example, winds you up, a traffic officer, and you decide you're not going to say anything, he says this, you say, okay, I see. And this, I see. I see. You know what happens most of the time? Most of the time, they ask you to go. They say, it's all right, you can go, but next time, please uh, make sure everything is in, in order. There's a traffic officer who actually told me, frankly, he said, I tried to wind you up. I tried to annoy you. Deliberately, I was trying to annoy you, but I failed. Just, just go. He took me up to, up to the police station. Why? Because, because I had my phone in my lap. I was not holding the phone. Just, just left it there. He said, you were using the phone. I said, I didn't use it. Did you see me touch it? He said, no, because it's in your lap, that means you were using it. Park? I parked. This is an offense. I said, I know it's an offense. Let's go to the police station. I said, let's go. We got there. Where's your license? Bring your license. Here is my license. Sit here. I sat down. 30 minutes. He's busy with other things. I don't bother him. I'm just sitting. He comes back. Are you still here? I said, yes, I'm still waiting for you. I'm coming. Okay. 20 minutes later, he comes again. You're still here? I said, I'm still waiting. Says, I was trying to annoy you. Here's your license. Go. But if you get angry, now you, you have something to sort out. So the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, teaches us things that are beneficial to ourselves. He's trying to save you from yourself. It's not just about the other people. When you get angry, there's only one person that gets hurt, and that's you. One of the Salaf used to say, what's the use of having a big chest if I cannot contain my anger in that big chest? Some people have chests like this. But they cannot contain anger in the big chest. What's, what's the use of your, 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 your big chest? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised in the Quran those who withhold their anger. Those who suppress their anger. And they, they forgive people. So don't you ever think there's a kind of people that Allah created that do not get angry. You're, you're mistaken. Everyone has it in him. Everyone gets angry. The only difference is that he is wiser than you and he knows how to control his anger. You don't. That's the difference. There's no person in the world who doesn't get angry unless the person is foolish. You say this man can never get angry. Is that normal? Is that a normal person? You say for this one you can slap him in the face he'll still be happy. You ever seen anything like that? For this one you can insult him and he'll still be happy. There's no such person in the world. The only difference is some people know how to control it and others don't. 
Even those you insult sometimes, you insult them and they're smiling at you. Don't think they're not angry. They are, but they are wiser than you because they know how to control their anger. You don't. If only we could learn these simple things. If only even our leaders would learn these simple things. It's a shame to see MPs exchanging punches in parliament. You've seen that. In several parliaments, especially in Africa, MPs fighting, grabbing each other by the shirts, punches and everything. What is happening? They lost their tempers. They became angry. This advice of the Messenger وسلم, is husnul khuluq. Good manners. When Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inna ma bu'itha li yutammima makarim al-akhlaq. نكتفي بهذا القدر إن شاء الله والله تعالى أعلم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. We have about two to three minutes. If there is just one question, إن شاء الله we'll take it. نعم فضل. The hadith that talked about the tongue also mentioned private parts. So I thought that would make part of. The, the good behavior. Yeah, exactly. You're right. We're saying these are the usul, the, the foundations. Everything else that comes after that is a branch of these foundations. When you take care of your tongue, when you wish for your brother what you wish for yourself, for example, just from wishing your brother what you wish for yourself, you would know the woman you want to make zina with is someone's sister or someone's daughter, or someone's uh, niece, and if you wish for your brother what you wish for yourself, you would not make zina. So it falls under the same asli. These are the usul, they're the foundations. When you wish for your Muslim brother what you wish for yourself, you would never steal from him, because you would know how it feels to have someone steal from you. So these other manners are the furu'. We call them furu' in Arabic, which means they're branches of the main usul, and these usul are four. If you do not memorize the ahadith of Arba'in and Nawawiyah, please, thumma, please memorize these four ahadith. These are the foundations of good behavior. Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir, faliyakul khayran aw liyasmut. Hadith number one. Hadith number two, min husni islamil mar' tarkuhu ma la ya'nihi. Hadith number three, um, the, the first one. Min husni islam The best behavior of the best Islam of a man is for him to live alone things which do not concern him. The next hadith, Mankana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhiri we, we say that one, not so. La yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsi. One of you is not a believer until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. And the final hadith, this one. La taghdab, never get angry. Faradda damiraran qala la taghdab. He repeated several times, he said, never get angry. These four ahadith are the usul of good behaviors. If you memorize them and act upon them, everything else is going to fall into place, insha'Allah ta'ala.
والله تعالى اعلم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وبعد سبحان الله وبحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين